0: I thank God that I can say that I'm a no soul salvation what I got. I got it when I was a nine-year-old boy, and you know there's people today will say you lose your salvation, where I guarantee you I haven't lost none of my salvation. When Psalms fifty one, when David when David was saying on Psalms fifty-one, he was asking his joy of his salvation. You know I I thank God that you know, when I was called to preach, I was called to preach when I was a 19-year-old boy. And I sat down on the Lord when I was 25 years old. And then the Lord brought me back when I was in my 38. To, and I ran for 18 years after that. But when I got saved, I got saved on a, in a little tent from between one old, between Gallatin, Tennessee, to Lebanon, Tennessee, if you've ever been in Gallatin, you go across the 109 bridge, about five or six miles, it used to be an old store there, and I can remember my, my daddy at the time, he helped two preachers to write, put a tent up, and on that Tuesday night, they let him preach, but he didn't save me, I just let you know that. He just had got the blessing out of it, because it was God's honor and glory, not my dad's. Because when the conviction came over me, you know, it wasn't the Lord showed me right off that I was lost that night, Brother Casey. Only thing I could picture of was, was a devil's hell. And I didn't want to go to hell. And I had a best friend next beside of me, me and him running around all the time, and and what was so funny, he was a Gregory. With no kin. His daddy was a preacher. Anyway, I was sitting there and all I could think of was, you know, the gospel was preached to me. It was preached from the brother that started at Hilltop, Brother Charles Jones and Brother Leon Jones, Brother Pete Porter, I can name you a bunch of preachers that preached the gospel. Because I'm telling you, I was raised up old-fashioned missionary Baptist. That's why I was raised up at. And when, when I got saved, I had, I had to put everything behind me. I had to put daddy and mama away. I had to put my grandfather and grandmother away because I knew they couldn't save me. But that night when I got in that conviction, I hit that altar and I said, Lord, I'll do anything for you. Would you please save my soul? And the Lord, I felt that joy and peace, and when I felt that, I looked straight in the eye to my daddy, and all I could tell him, I got it, I got it. And he almost threw me plumb through the tent. But you know what? I can take you to that spot, and I can take you to the spot where God called me to preach. It's in Portland where I was called to preach at, on Fowler Ford Road, between Portland and over the... I was going to I was a member at Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church in 1985. That's where my daddy was pastoring at, and then I started going over Piper's Chapels to their revival. And when I was driving which I was seeing a young girl over there, but you know I was I was, we had lost people on that altar at Emmanuel, and they had lost people, and all I could think of was them lost people. That's all I could think of. I said, Lord, what we are going to do? I'm down there praying in my car. Just like Elijah was in a cave, he heard a still, small voice. Brothers, and that's what I heard. A still, small voice said, carry my word. You know, I thought my buddies was joking with me that night. I thought, well, he done got in that trunk of my car and trying to play a joke on me. I got out and I even opened the trunk of my car in the middle of the road. Then that voice again, hit, had carried my word and I said, Lord, I can't do it. There ain't no way. I said, I don't have the knowledge to do it. I sat there and argued and I went on to the church and I sat over there and it bothered me and bothered me. And it didn't keep bothering me that night. You know, and then, and then one of my... Preaching, brothers, he's a pastor over at Goodwill Missionary Baptist. Brother Greg Dunham. He looked at me. He said, "There's something bothering you." And It just like the Lord has showed him. and He looked at me. He said, "You have been called to preach." Now I could look at him and I said, "No, no, 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 no. Let's don't go there." I went out and buddy it bothered me the whole week. I went out frame houses with my daddy and he kept bothering me and kept bothering me. That Sunday I went told. I had to tell it. And I started preaching. I get to my subject here. I just want I like telling this because, because I'm gonna tell you something. When the Lord gets in vain, when you do something wrong, he gets in vain. I got a chastising God. I can tell you that right now. I married a good woman to me. I, married, I fell in love and I married my wife. Lord, I can't get this off of me. I married my wife and, I, and she was lost at the time. And I got upset with the church because, well, I said a lost person can't be pushed. It's between them and God. That's the way I see it. And I don't know why I want to tell this. I'm just going to tell it. I'm going to do what God... I'm going to follow God. Well, when she was... Every time she came with me to church, it was a bunch who we'll would go back there and try to get her to the altar. That pretty much run me off. I got upset. She was upset and she was lost. And I quit preaching. I'm going to be honest. I said, I can't do this no more, brother. Eighteen years. I got in trouble. You know, Brother Don probably remember me telling this at Buffalo a lot. I got in trouble with the Lord. Lord kept dealing with me. I got three stints put in me. I almost had a heart trouble. While I was in that hospital, the Lord was trying to tell me, you better get back in preaching, better do what I called you to do. I was a big fisherman. I loved to go fishing. One Sunday I was out fishing. I was on a boat. Now I want to tell you something, man. I was still dealing. I didn't have the three stints in me. With nobody on that boat but me. With nobody out there, with nobody, with no current, no rain. But you know, he almost flipped that boat. He said, you better get out and carry my word like I ask you. You know what happened? I pulled that boat out. Last time I got on on that boat. Because I knew that the Lord's working on me. And you know what? I remember, I was telling you. Now I'm going to go back, and I'm going to remember the, my best friend named Ricky Gregory, Dale Gregory's boy. He was running wilder than I was. I'm going to tell you, he was wild. Cancer got a hold of him, and he started going to church, and he just started calling, getting with me, and said, "Can you come to, come with me to church?" Okay. Dale got killed in a pond, got drowned. And it was once the, the, during the funeral home, during the funeral, here this man, Ricky, my buddy, come to me, dying with cancer now, put his arm around me, and he looked at his daddy and he said, Mark, if, if you don't chase him, this ain't the, if it ain't Lord, it's the Lord doings. Lord works on you. He said, "If you don't get back in preaching, brother, brother, you're going to be laying there like my daddy." You know what happened that day? I walked outside and I looked and I said, Lord, if you keep me for one week, I will go apologize to my church. You know, the only thing I was thinking of was I would not see my grandbaby being born, my daughter getting saved, or my wife getting saved. And I said to myself, you give me the rest of this week Sunday morning I'll go step in Emmanuel Church and I will apologize to that church and I will get back and I will preach the Word of God, Word for You, Lord, and, and I will not stop preaching. It's been 18, 20 years from now since I ain't stopped, Brother Casey. Guess what happened? I got over there and I apologized to the church. The following Sunday, I was preaching that Sunday night. My wife is a member of Hilltop Missionary Baptist Church. My daughter is a member of Hilltop Missionary Baptist Church. Because I kept doing what God told me to keep doing. I got a granddaughter who's nine years old. Now all she wants to talk about is Jesus. I got a son-in-law who got saved doing dishes. At my grandfather's old place. See, it's His honor and glory, people. It's His honor and glory. And I'm telling you today, my friends, He's a chastising God. But my, you know, I went through, We you know, when Brother Casey texted me, I had a thought, being, you know, I got on the little subject of when I was preaching and preached at Buffalo Springs. And I want you to think about this today, Senator, I said the, you know, the gospel has got to go out. You know, I've been traveling everywhere, all over the place, all over. United. I've been to Washington, Illinois. I've been to Arkansas. I've been to India, I've been everywhere this year. Last year I was everywhere. I've been to churches without pastors. Preaching my heart out to them. Because I'm telling you right today, people, that my, my thought is today, and is I'm going to try to preach the Word of God to you, and I want you to realize, and I want you to stop and think about how the world is getting today. Look at Israel. Look at all these wars. You know, the, all I do, I, I was looking at the news... The other day, and when they done all that bombing, when they was killing babies and doing all that, <laughs> this chapter stuck to me. Monday, I got a thinking about it, and Monday, I kept thinking. I said, Lord, where you want me to preach this at? Because I didn't have appointment. Wednesday, my answer was, Brother Casey texted me. And I said, Well, Lord, I guess you want me to preach this. Now, I usually don't have a title. Sometimes I get titles like, you know, these other, you know, some of these elder preachers, they get these titles. And some of these, I got a title today. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for Jesus when he comes to take his children and take them home? Are you prepared to see your lost loved ones go straight to hell? Are you prepared for the ones that, that you, that you, that you're willing to die for Jesus? Are you prepared to get the gospel out to the lost souls? Because we got to do that, Brother Casey. You know, when I study this chapter, I've preached this before, but you know, it was a lot of thoughts got to me. And you know, there's a lot of things that, 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 that get a, I get a thinking about. One, of was my granddaughter. Is she going to be able to be old in my age at 57 years old to still be living in this world? I'm afraid not, people. I'm afraid not. I'm going to start reading verse 20 chapter 24 where i'm at and i'm going to start on the one through seven and i'm going to try to break some of this down i i hope i don't hold you patient you know you think well this preaching going to be long-winded let me tell you something When i feel the lord i feel the lord i want i want to do i want to please the lord i don't want to please brother mark gregory i feel the lord a lot of times and i'm just old country boy and that's all i am and i want to preach what god lays on my heart you know, I sit. You know, I sit around. You know, I, around my house, and I got a thinking about this. And you know, I, I, I thinking, boy, this world is getting where it shows all this chapter. We are in the trouble. We are already. You know, it talks about trouble. We already in it, people. We in it. One day after a while, our Lord is get. He's going to be. No, I don't. The, even 24 talks about that. We don't know when He's coming. Jesus don't even know when he's coming. But when the Father of heaven, our Lord, looks at his son on the right hand, said, go get my children. Guess what's going to happen? It's going to be destroyed. It ain't going to be like, you know, there's people today who say, well, after all this, we're going to have a, we'll be all right. We'll be trying to hide. We're going to be okay. We're going to gather up food. And all this is going to happen. Let me tell you something. Once the Lord comes, it's all over with. It's all I can tell you today. It's going to be all over. And I'm telling you today, if you're here lost, I want, you to, I want to tell you today that right now is the time to get on your knees and start seeking Him and find Him and be saved because I'm telling you right now that it's any time today when the Lord is planning on coming. You think I, you know, like I said, I don't know. But I'm telling you, you look around the world. There's people killing babies. There's people doing this. It's the evilness of this world. And I'm telling you right now, he's on his way. And he speaks to come. And I'm telling you, when he does come, it's all over with. Because we we are in it right now. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and His disciples came to Him, for the shew Him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone. Now pay attention, people. One stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as He set upon the mount. Of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, You know, I'm going to try to start breaking this down. Take heed that no man deceive you. I want to stop there. See, Jesus was telling them, take heed that no man deceive you. Lost friend, it's here today. Man is trying to deceive a lot of people today. You go to these so-called, well, they say they're churches, but they're not to me. And they tell you, come up here and say a little prayer, and then they tell you, okay, that's not how I got salvation, I'm sorry. You're being deceived. You be up here talking to him. He might say, You a little prayer, but you're going to walk out as a sinner. Then you got these other ones that believe in water baptism first. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to come out of that water as a sinner, and you going to, when you dunk in the sinner, you're going to come out as a sinner. Because that ain't how I got I had to repent first and then, then join the church. That is, our, that is missionary Baptist doctrine. We need you repent, be saved, and when then you need to join the right church. I might cover some of it. I'm telling you today. That's what I believe in. I believe in it because John the Baptist, when he went over to do the baptizing, what he had he wanted to know, know where they got saved at. And then... done the, it. Cause it says deceiving. There's a lot of them. You know there's a church down there, Old Hickory, I mean at Long Holler, is showing people that, you know, you got to have ordained minister to, to baptize somebody, right? I'm right, Anna. You know, they showed a boy, a young man, he got baptized and he turned around, and baptized his girlfriend. That is so wrong. That's how you're getting deceived, people. That's what's wrong with the world right there. They think they're going, you know, it's easy to be saved. All you got to do is get on your knees and repent. So they want the easy way out thinking it, but I want to tell you something. Them people, if they don't have salvation, guess where they headed? To the hell. Exactly where they're headed. It says, for many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ, and shall deceive many, and ye shall hear of wars, of rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to the pass, but the end is not yet. We've got that too, don't we? We've got it all around us rumor of a war. Now I'm going, this is two verses here that I'm really Concerned with. Verse 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes and in divers places. It says nation shall rise against nation. That's what's happening right now, ain't it? In Israel. Ukraine. It's happening. Wars. Rumors of wars. Nation against nation. Let's go with this kingdom against kingdom. You know, I started standing on that. I was going to be sure I was right on that because I wanted to get it all fixed. Kingdom against kingdom is the churches. Guess what? It's happening in their district. It's happening in Missionary Baptists. It's happening everywhere. You say, well, brother, what are you talking about? I think every one of our churches is for getting ahead of the church and that's Jesus Christ. Man is trying to take over churches as it is. Now i have being honest with you. Kingdom against kingdom. That's what's happening. When you take, when you take a man comes in and he, the devil comes in these churches and he rips them apart. Let me tell you something. I, I, t- I went to a church, church in Washington, Illinois by itself. By itself, with our own doctrine. I told the church a while back, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indianapolis, Indiana, we ought to be blessed, ought to be thankful for the churches we got here. But I'm going to tell you right now, I say kingdom against kingdom. Macon's got 34, 34 or 35 churches in Macon County. Do they fellowship one another No? It's always a bitter and battering and all that carrying on. And now I'm going to be honest with you that's what's wrong with our churches today. We need to start fellowship with one another, and I'm going to tell you you're going to say, well this brothers, I am concerned about my lost our lost people. I am. Because of all this bittering and battering and all this stuff that's going on in their churches today. I'm telling you today, there's lost souls that's not wanting to go to the altar. It's because that we are not praying enough. We're not loving their brother enough. And he talks about how the world is ending. There's so many churches today don't even want to love one another. You know, I have I've just met a few of you here. I love every one of you. That's what we need to do is love one another, care for one another, and I'm telling you, our churches need to start being concerned about our lost people today. That's why we don't have many lost people being saved. It was a young lady told this, told told up there at Hilltop last Sunday. I'll be done here in a little bit. I know you probably say, Well, it's prayer. I'm just going to follow God. God, is, God wanted me to preach this, and I'm going to preach it. She said her husband. She won't try to invite him to church. And they started talking about this little conviction. It's uh, some churches out there having a little issue. I'm not going to name them. Start talking about it, and you know what he told her. He got in the, and he reminded me, of "My wife, be honest with you." He sat down, he looked, he said, Now you see why that I don't want to set foot in a church. It's because of all this bitter and battering. Let me tell you something, people. We're sending lost people to hell because we ain't praying enough, and we're not showing the light in front of them. We need to be a light on a hill. All churches should be. Should be a light on the hill where people will want to come and want to be in church. And I'm telling you today, that's why our kingdom against kingdom, it's happening today. And I'm going to tell you something. You read on 24 there, is the gospel. The church is one that holds the God, the preachers needs to get out and preach the word of God and get the gospel out because when, it, when the gospel is over with, it's all over. It's in. He says here. All these are the beginnings of sorrows, then shall they deliver you up to the bin, up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. It's happening today, ain't it? It's happening. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. A lot of our churches is wax cold today, ain't it? They? they are. We're wax cold because we don't want to follow the spirit of the Lord. Where we come to church, and some of us is in a hurry to get out of church, ain't he? They? they are. I know this might be on Facebook, but you know I. I want to preach what God laid on my heart. Y'all might probably throw me out after I get done. But you know what? I'm preaching what God wanted me to preach because He is upset with every one of our churches. And I believe He is. Because, you know, I go, I set foot in little old churches that I go with and it needs pastors. You, you've got a good pastor right there. I love his brother to death. And I want to tell you, right now, these churches that don't have pastors. And some of them has went for... I know a church in West Tennessee it went for probably three or four years. Then I know another church went for eight or ten years. And I go to another little church down Liberty, Tennessee. You know how many people, members they got? Four. I had to preach to four. I preached to four people. We get a blessing there, but you know, I'm telling you, y'all need to say, I am blessed because you got a little crowd here today, tonight. When you go to a church on a Sunday morning it should be packed full of members and it should be packed full at night because they ought to be concerned about their lost family. But what to do? I want to go watch football this afternoon after church. I want to sit and watch Tennessee Titans or or one of them playing. You know Brother David Swinder was teaching us taught us up there at church and he made a remark. He said, "We ought to be not sitting in a recliner. We ought to be willing to go to church every the whole day to serve God." You know what I think? We need to serve God. It ain't just on a Sunday morning or Sunday night or either during. The day. It should be all the time. It should be every day of the week. You know, I, I sit back and I wonder and I worry about our churches. And it bothers me, and I worry about there's so many and I and I will be done, like I said, I'm I'll be done here a little bit. You might think, well, Lord, he's gonna preach all night. But I'm I'm just wanna I wanna get this across because we need to know this. We need to be prepared for this. And I'm t- and I wanna ask this question. How many of you will enough to die for Jesus? Because it's gonna happen one day. We're gonna to have to have You know, like it's read there, are you willing enough to die for our Lord Jesus Christ? Are you willing enough to stand up? Are you going to be like Peter in the Bible there, and when he was on the cross, deny three times, and walk away and say, I didn't know this man. Are you willing to say that? Sometimes I feel like I might be like Peter in a way. I'm I'm telling you, sometimes I can say, (laughs) it's going to be hard to do. But we got to stand our ground and be bold enough to these people because there's people today is killing Jews out there in Israel right now. Killing Christians. Killing them. Are we willing enough to stand before the truth of the gospel for our Lord? Are we willing? Do we love Him enough? You know we ought to. Because look what He did for us. He died on a cross for each and every one of us. He died on a cross for us. And Senator Friend, I want you to realize today that it might be tomorrow. He might show up, and where are you going to wind up at? You're going to wind up in hell, exactly where you're going to be at. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be, you know, t- I'm telling you right now. And I'm going to read, and I'll be done here. I'm going to read one. I'm going to read on down, and it's on twelve on. it says, and because in shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end of the same shall be. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. That's where I wanted to get to. Brother Don getting the gospel out right now, ain't he? Oh, we're in Africa and all right here. we got a church down Belize. Gospel going out. ain't it? I'm using Don, Brother Don, brother using the example. The gospel is fixing to go around the world, people. <laughs> you know, I've heard preachers done talking about going to another places. Brother Mike Reed is one of them talking about going to other places around Brother Jeffrey Ellis going around other places too. Look around. are you prepared? The gospel speaks in the end. once it goes around the world, every one of us. but you know it ain't going. I'm going to tell you right now if I, I'm saved when Jesus comes. I'm going to be in a better place anyway. I'm not worried then. But today I'm worried. Because I've got a lost grandkid. Brent, daughter, you got lost loved ones. You know, I, was, I had more scriptures, but I'm not going to read them. Isaiah and all over through there. About the end of time. Revelations is another one. See, Jesus, when he comes, he's not going to set foot on this, on this ground. He's gonna be up on a cloud. He's gonna gather his children. He's gonna gather his children, and guess what's gonna happen? The earth's gonna be destroyed by fire and brimstone. It ain't gonna be like with Noah, flooded water. And this is another thing why the world's getting all this transgender. A man trying, man trying to dress like a woman, and a woman trying to be like a man. What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? What happened there? They was doing the same thing as the United States is. <laughs> He's going to destroy it, people. He's going to destroy it. You know, I had somebody ask me one day, come up here to me at Walmart, and I started preaching. What are you opinion about this other day? I said, if we had a God-fearing president in, in a... If you want to talk politics, if you want to get a God-fearing man... God-fearing man up there, all of them need to be God-fearing and put God first. The United States might can be straightened up and get all this transgender and all this pride out of to quit using the rainbow for something that's not even exists on, on, on that mess there. If God put the rainbow there to promise us that He wasn't going to destroy the world with water. But He's going to destroy it with fire and brimstone. That's exactly what I told that. Guess what? They run off. And then she hit another fella right across, and I guess he heard me preaching. He said, If I had my boat, I'd have him be up there in the, in the front. I said, No, I'm not, that, I'm not that merciful to be a president of the United States. But I know I'm one of God's soldiers that I want to stand, and I want him to say, well done, son, well, with my soul, because I want to make my Lord happy, I want to make him the happy I don't want man to be happy, I don't want to listen to man because I'm a man, and I can steer you the wrong way if I don't have Lord in me cause you see, sinner friend, I cannot save your soul and this and i'm going to I'll be done here and I want you know, I, was, I could read the whole chapter of this, and I could do it all night long about this whole chapter of 24 here, and I can tell you, God knows the day and the hour. Jesus don't know. But God does know. And, it, and I'm afraid it's going to be any time. I can't predict when it's coming, but all I can say is when you look around, when you look on TV and all of this sin, it's had took over, the devil has took over the whole world and he's took over a church of some of them. And I'm telling you right now, if we don't stand our ground and start praying the Lord to take, take care of us, he's going to come on to get us on home. And it's our fault because we ain't praying enough, people, how the world is. It's our fault because we're not bold enough to get up there and just tell it like it is. The gospel got to go out, and our churches need to back up our preachers. And I'm just going to say one thing. Our churches need to back up our preaching brothers. We need to back them up because wherever they go, when the Lord sends them, they need to we need to be praying for them. That's my message. I know y'all probably thought, boy, he I thought he was going to preach the loss. I want to preach the loss, but I am trying to get on the lost a little i want them to know i'd be worried today right now if i was a lost man today lost person today looking at how the world is getting i'd be worried because i'm going to tell you something i don't want when i when i was lost i did not want to be with that rich man in hell i did not want to be burning in my smelling my flesh and the burn. I did not want to be in hell and look up, look up in heaven, just like the rich man looked at the beggar and then looking up and see him, pretty much he's seen him rejoicing. He was comfortable, wasn't And, lost friend, you're going to be seeing that. You're going to see your family in heaven rejoicing. And I'm going to tell you right now they're not going to remember you, they're not going to worry about you because they're going to be in heaven. And and I'm telling you, you think sorrow and pain down here? Wait till you get to hell. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. I'm thankful today that I can say I'm a child of the real King. I'm thankful today that I can say that I know where I'm going. I'm thankful today, Brother Casey, that when when I lay that Bible down, it's going to be laid down for good because I'm not going to preach it. In heaven, I'm not going to have to worry about our churches. I'm not going to have to worry, have a burden for our churches. I'm not going to have a burden for you as a lost friend, person. But right now, I've got that burden for you to be saved. I want you to be saved. I want everybody in this world to be saved. No, even I don't care if it's a transgender, I want them to be saved. And we got to show them the love. But we need, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the world that the devil, you're talking about deceiving pro- false prophets? It's the devil. That's all it is. It's the work of the devil. We need, to get, we need to get rid of those Satan when he comes in their churches. I'm telling you today. That's my message. I know, y'all, I'm I was scattered, but you know, I need to preach what God laid on my heart. And you know, I, I'm telling you today, Church, pray, pray, pray for this country. Pray for Israel, because you can go back in the Bible. Israel, and all of them was already in war back in. You think about the Moses when the Lord had to send him to send him to Egypt to get his children out of captivity. See, we in captive right now with all this old sin right now. One day after a while, he's going to say, Go get my children. It ain't going to be Moses coming. He's going to be the one that put his body on the cross for Calvary for each and every one of us. That we put him there. To be honest with you, we did. We would not there, but we put him there. But he was loved enough, enough to save our soul. He did. That's my message, Brother Casey.
1: I was thinking, uh, I actually had some of those same scripture on my heart this week. That 12th verse, the 24th chapter of Matthew, that 12th verse. And because iniquity shall bound, the love of many shall wax cold. And um, I was thinking about those very same things. And um, I think about what the scripture says, uh, that uh, he'll return as a thief in the night. And just as Brother Mark said, if you go on further in that chapter, it says, no man knoweth. Uh, not even the angels of heaven know, but only the Father. And, uh, but I, I take thought of what Apostle Paul says there in 1 Timothy in the 5th chapter. He says, Comfort one another with these words. He began to tell them, he said, uh, There will come a time when archangel, the trumpet of God will blow, a shout. And uh, that word shout is only used one time in the Bible. It'll be a shout like you've never heard before. And I think about the way that he'll return in that eastern sky. It says, the Bible says that that eastern cloud will roll back as a scroll. And there it will be. But when he returns, it'll be too late. Uh, The love, uh, it talks about the sin, the iniquity, many, it'll abound. And certainly we're in a day and time where sin is abounding. And it seems maybe like, um, I don't know, I I just, uh, I think about how um, when I was on the altar praying, um, you want to know how, I'll tell you how it was. When I was on the altar seeking the Lord, uh, this whole area,